happening everybody turn that off all right what is happening everybody welcome to film junkie live on your monday the week of thanksgiving give thanks that um that you yeah you have a film junkie live i guess i don't know anyways guys you guys are awesome for of course tuning in hopefully some of you are off this week of whatever work school whatever you want Sadly, I'm not, but, uh, you know, hopefully some of you are. Maybe some of you are going to be traveling. Good luck out there. It's always pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, hey, hey, maybe you're leaving tomorrow and you're just going to catch some Film Junkie Live before you go. Be sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. Follow me on all the shock meds that are around me right here. we got a good game on right now. Monday Night Football, the repeat of last year's Super Bowl. KC versus Philly. It's a low-scoring game, 7-7, seven to seven. so anyways, guys, hope you guys had a good weekend. I definitely did. I had a nice, busy, fun weekend, man, I tell you what. And I could see that uh, there are two people out there uh, that I spent a lot of time with, which is great. All right, what are we doing here? Okay, we got Dion right here, or Dion. Very interesting. As long as it's not the cringy take on Lex that Eisenberg did, it'll be an improvement. Rosenbaum's Lex should be the inspiration i you know what it was kind of funny because i never got into smallville so much but i always kind of felt like there was a similarity maybe to jesse's lex i don't know uh, we're gonna i obviously did a poll on twitter and on youtube to see you know where people at least who followed me where they stood when it came to like the favorite uh when it came to the favorite lex luther the live action lex luther w versus seed says that and then we got uh, Mr. Eric right here, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex, who was excellent, by the way, equals Mark Zuckerberg. Nicholas Holt's Lex equals Jeff Bezos, perhaps. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting, because, I mean, you're correct. I think that's one of the things that we notice about Jesse Eisenberg's Lex is, I mean, and he played Mark Zuckerberg, too, which was interesting. But I did like the take on that, and it's it was always very interesting to me, so... Jacob, what's going on? Oh, yeah. What's going on, Niner for Life? Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, we got RJ right here, too. Uh, always great to see you, buddy. And congratulations. I saw you said you uh, got a new job or something like that. That's always a good thing. Ryan, what's happening? All right. And then uh, who else we got? We got Naval right here. Hello. And then, of course, Mama Film Junkie is here. Darkness under the uh, under the wind. What is happening? You know, just chilling. You know. Let's see who else we are. We got Miss Nighthawk right here. Hello, gorgeous. Good to see you. Always great to see you, Nicholas. Uh, yeah, uh, Stephanie T. Nicholas. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what the joke was when it came to all of this. He's like, you know, he was trying to get like a superhero role. He was trying to get the good guy, but he ended up no. Oh, interception! Oh my God! I just saw that right now. Crap! Mahomes just threw an interception in in the end zone sorry but uh yeah i know it's like nicholas holt but it's kind of funny because i remember he was he's been rumored for a bit to play lex luther so just pretty crazy it's all just freaking crazy that's what i gotta say about that who else we got here uh all right well that that got removed so and then we got uh, antonio baker right here as well and we got a lot of yeah we got some people rolling in right now good to see you guys all right let's turn that off 
Turn off that and then turn off that. So hopefully you guys are doing good. Yes. We're, of course, going to be talking about Superman Legacy and some of the story details that might not all be true. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, and then, of course, yes, we did get our new Lex Luthor, which is Mr. Nicholas Holt. And um, the reaction, of course, online still all going on right now. People are bickering and debating, not really debating each other, but they're not really. It's not a debate. It's more of an argument. It's more of a, you know. You know, just who's pounding the uh, the keyboard more, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, we got that. We got some Rebel Moon goodness. I mean, that's that's what's so great is, like, for, like, the next month, we're just going to get Rebel Moon goodness. And we got some more Rebel Moon goodness that's happening. And uh, Mr. Ray Fisher apparently has seen it not once but twice, and he's letting it be known, which I love. I love, I mean, there's something about Ray that just when you see him post one of his videos, it's just you just get... He's, he's the ultimate hype man. Ever since we saw him on that stage at Comic-Con, you know, rip off his shirt, and he had the uh, I Love ZS shirt, the I Love Zack Snyder shirt. He's just like the ultimate hype man. So you just love to see it. And then, of course, we got more Aquaman stuff. We got a new TV spot, and we got some posters and all kinds of things. So you just got to love it. I mean, there's so much things that are happening right now. But uh, like I said, again, guys, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already and hit that notification bell. Share, share all that. But let's get to some tweets. We still got we got some tweets that are happening. But yeah, I had a good weekend. Um, visited some family. Had, had a good time with that. Uh, I mean, if you notice, I, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I wasn't really tweeting that much. It was that. And then, of course, went to uh, the Rams and Seahawks game over in L.A., which was a lot of fun. Just, you know, just having having a good time. Good time with the people I love, family and everybody. It was just so great. I ate a lot of junk food, which is also great as well. And, uh, yeah, so... And, of course, that'll just repeat itself this weekend. That's what's great. Hey, two weekends in a row. Going to have a lot of fun. So, all right. Let's see here. Going to go through some of these tweets. All right. Let me find out. I got so many tabs open. So, give me a minute here. All right. I guess we'll start with uh, this one right here because this is what came out today. And I'm just kind of like, ah, is anybody really is anybody really excited for this? Anybody really excited for this? We got a new Jason Bourne movie that's in the works from Edward Berger. Yeah, sounds like a nothing burger. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So apparently they haven't even approached Matt Damon with it. But yeah, Matt Damon is expected to be approached. I love how that said it right there. I mean, and you know, I haven't read the entire article because, you know, I, that's what I like about discussing film. They kind of break it down. Um, but it's just kind of funny. It's like, all right, so we got to get another Jason Bourne movie. And of course, I made the joke of Jason Bourne, more like Jason Bored. <laughs> Anyways, Jesus Christ, I'm just on a good one tonight. Um, but I thought I thought the last Jason Bourne movie, which was what it was called Bourne, right? It wasn't called The Bourne's Apprentice or it was called Jason. It was just called Jason Bourne, which came out. What? How many years ago? Came out a while ago. Because remember, they tried to steer the franchise into a different direction, and they had Jeremy Renner be the new, like, you know, soldier, the new, the new spy soldier dude. And, you know, a lot of people didn't really like it because they, they missed Matt Damon. So then they brought Matt Damon back. Wasn't a bad movie. And now they're thinking about doing yet another one. And I'm just kind of going, 
<sighs> Why do we need to keep keep continuing? I mean, they're great movies. They're they're great. The action's great, and you know, it's just like one of those. But now it's just getting to the territory where you know it's just Matt Damon being like the the older guy that kicks ass still. You know, it's like Liam Neeson and everything. So ah. We'll see what happens, but it's just, I love how it says Matt Damon is expected to be approached. Usually it's Matt Damon expected to return, but no, right here it says Matt Damon is expected to be approached to return. So he hasn't even got, gotten the script yet or anything or the pitch the idea. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. Anyways, and then we got this. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm a Robert Eggers fan, and uh, he's doing the Nosferatu uh movie and it says right here according to empire magazine it says robert eggers nosferatu is an old school gothic horror set to conjure vampiric terror yeah it's a scary film it's a horror movie eggers said to empire magazine which good i love how he just said it like that he's like hey yeah yeah it's scary have you seen my shit and if you haven't seen robert eggers stuff do yourself a favor Guy's a talented filmmaker, but we got an image right here. The image explains it all. Look at that. You can actually see that claw, those nails, that hand. Look at those fingers. Look at those fingers. She's just like, oh, my God, I've never met a man that had fingers that big. <laughs> all right. Man, I'm on a good one tonight. Jeez. Oh, the little, yeah. Don't mind me, guys. But, I, I mean, it looks pretty cool, though. I mean, for, for being, like, the first shot that we get from the movie... Yeah, not too bad. I like that. I definitely like that. And I would actually like this a lot more, too, if uh, this actually happens. But who knows if this is going to happen? Because, you know, what's funny is like Chris Pine. Chris Pine was actually asked not too long ago. It was actually circulating over the uh, over the weekend when it came to him actually coming back to DC or Marvel. So when it when it comes to DC or Marvel, obviously, he's been in both. He, of course, was Steve Trevor in Wonder Woman and brought back, you know, in Wonder Woman 84 in a very strange way. And then, of course, people, when it came to Wonder Woman 3, we thought, oh, my God, how, how is Patty Jenkins going to bring him back yet again? And we're like, no, no, just let him die. Just keep him dead. Keep him dead. And then, of course, he did voice Spider-Man in, uh, in the first uh, in the first Spider-Verse movie for a brief moment. And then when asked, he actually said just flat out. No, that he's not going to want to return to either Marvel or DC, but who knows? Obviously, if uh, they back up a, a dump truck full of money, they might do that. But when it came to Dungeons and Dragons, easily one of my top 10 favorite movies of 2023. Pleasantly surprised on how much I really enjoyed this movie. And so many people have said that. My God. But according to Chris Bryan, he said he's he feels pretty confident that a Dungeons and Dragons 2 is going to happen. Quote, I've heard some rumors about it, but I don't know anything yet. I'm not really confident because sadly the movie didn't do well at the box office, but it's 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 gathered a cult following. It really has. It's gathered a cult following because everybody's so pleasantly surprised on how enjoyable this movie actually was. It had a great balance of funny and magical action sequences and a great ensemble cast that had great chemistry and Chris Pine was fantastic at leading that ensemble cast 
So I'm actually hoping that this happens because easily one of my top 10 favorite movies of 2023. Just saying, and please let it happen. For the love of God, don't reboot it again. Then that's what they do. They just like, oh, let's try again. It's like, no, you have something here. You really have something here. And hopefully something happens here. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's hopefully it happens. We'll see if it happens. And then apparently, <laughs> oh boy. Hmm. All right. So this right here. So this is uh, from Daniel RPK. Scooper, Scoopy Pants. And you know, I mean, again, I've always said that when it comes to Daniel RPK, I would trust his scoops more than some other scoops. I, I've always said that. I've always said that. But, uh, you know, but obviously not, not everybody bats a thousand. But according to Daniel RPK, when it comes to the Sony Marvelverse, uh, will reportedly merge together in Spider-Man 4. So you're talking about Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4, which, of course, here's uh, some concept art right here uh, that we saw at the end of No Way Home. Him wearing probably the best costume he's had. Not, nothing against the, the previous costumes, because but they were full of, you know, Stark tech. Now this is just him making a costume, and it looks, it, it actually does look the best, to be honest. Um, and everybody was, like, impressed by how it looked at the end of No Way Home. But yes, apparently, what they're planning on doing, and, and I, I'm wondering how Kevin Feige feels about this, if it's true, is the fact that, yes, it's going to merge with Venom, Craven, and then, of course, Madam Web, which the trailer came out last Last week, which, you know, got mixed reviews as well. So, I don't know. How are we feeling about this? Tom Holland, Spider-Man going to be, like, merging with all this? Uh, I don't think a lot of people are, have faith. I don't know if any a lot of people have faith when it comes to Craven and when it comes to Madam Web. Madam Web intrigues me. Craven doesn't really intrigue me that much. That trailer, I, it does kind of intrigue me because they actually went, all right, we're doing full R-rated, you know, movie that he's just going to be effing people up like crazy so i went okay cool and you know i like aaron taylor johnson is he a leading man type not really it doesn't seem like he's ever i mean kick ass yeah but that when he was way younger and that was more of an ensemble it felt like i don't know but uh i don't know well i, well, I guess we'll see if it's another morbius it might be and madam web might might be another morbius too but the story did intrigue me but yeah they're talking about merging merging all this together and it's i don't know it's interesting it's very it's it's pretty damn interesting but i don't know if that's actually going to happen but speaking of venom 3 that has of course you know <laughs> we talked about this a little bit on the vodka stream but uh venom 3 has resumed production and you could tell that tom hardy is very very happy about it and it uh, looks like he's holding a beer. And <laughs> obviously, it's a photo op. Uh, it's just kind of funny because this <laughs> it's a good pose. He's so happy. And then she's like, oh, God, here we go again. Here we go again. But, you know, obviously, they're not being serious. And Tom Hardy very much wearing the, the clothes that I think he was wearing at the end of No Way Home in that little post-credit scene when everything was going on. So we know that there's going to be something that's going to be happening in Venom 3 when it had, you know, tailing off of No Way Home, No Way Home. But I, I just thought it was a great, great, great selfie right here that Tom Hardy took on the set. Obviously very happy. And then, of course, other productions have resumed. Beetlejuice 2, uh, Deadpool 3 is supposed to be resuming production tomorrow, from what I gather. Um, so that's good. That's good. And then... 
we got this right here as well. Hey, look at that. Remember when Dune was supposed to already be out? Dune 2? Well, apparently it's going to be uh, coming out two weeks earlier in March. That's right. So, um, so we don't have to wait that much longer. I mean, it's still we're still waiting. But, you know, what, the good thing about it, though, when it comes to... I'm glad that they that Warner Brothers was like, "Hey, we can't post we can't release this movie this year. It's too good and it's odds are it's going to be I I'm really hoping that Dune Part 2 is going to be better than the first one. As much as as good as the first one is in one of my favorite movies uh that came out what when it came out in what, 2020, whenever it came out, I can't even remember because the pandemic just has like fried everyone's brain. But I have a feeling this is going to be, and in, especially if you're familiar with the book, yeah, this, I mean, the first one was half the book and it was establishing what's going on in this story. And now here comes the, you know, more action-y kind of stuff, more conflict that's going to be happening in this story. But uh, yeah, they bumped it up two weeks. They bumped it up two weeks. That's the, that's, that's good. <laughs> hey, Ridley Scott is a grumpy old man. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> of course why why do they do this why when they interview these these old-timey uh directors who are iconic and have made cinema the you know if it wasn't for them cinema wouldn't wouldn't be where it is now and when you got somebody like martin scorsese or anybody like the, you know and, and of course ridley scott why are you going to ask them about superhero movies? Why are you going to ask them about a lot of things? Because they're going to be very blunt, which I appreciate. I appreciate. Is Ridley Scott a nice person? I'm sure he is at times. But yeah, sometimes he sounds like a dick. Okay, sure. But if you're going to ask him about superhero movies, like the quote that says right here, end quote, it says, they're fucking boring as shit. Their scripts are not any fucking good. They're superhero movies. So why don't they have better stories? They're mostly saved by special effects. I don't know. Ridley, have you seen some of the Marvel Studio stuff recently? <laughs> I don't know if they're saved by visual effects. No, I mean, okay. People got offended by this. Naturally, that's just what happens. I don't know why. Because I'm just kind of going like, as much as I love the superhero genre, I respect his opinion because it's Ridley fucking Scott, who I've been watching his movies ever since I can remember. Okay, when it came to Alien, when it came to I, I'm just saying, hey, touchdown, Travis Kelsey. Where's Taylor Swift? Show her now. She's not there. I don't know if she's there. Hopefully not. Sorry. Just totally. You know, I have Travis Kelsey in one of my fantasy leagues, so I won my game now. Thank God. Anyways, okay. Uh, tangent. All right. But if you're going to ask Ridley Scott, I mean, how many times have we heard, like, I mean, it, Ridley Scott's kind of been under fire, too, because apparently when it comes to Napoleon, there's some there's some historical inaccuracies when it comes to uh, comes to the movie. And his response was basically, fuck off. Were you there? <laughs> I'm like, OK, that's that's the response that I expect from Ridley Scott. I do. Now, it doesn't seem like I, I respect Ridley Scott because he's made some great, fantastic movies that I love, that I love. So when he says something and he comes off very dickish, I'm just like, OK, that's Ridley Scott. Move on. We don't have to comment about it. I'm not, you know, it's like, hey, all right. If you're offended by what he says about superhero movies, well, you shouldn't. You should log off because you're taking it a little too seriously. Don't take it so seriously. 
Um, you know, so just just don't. Just don't. It's Ridley Scott. Okay. The guy knows how he makes a movie so quickly. I think he even made a comment too about Martin Scorsese because obviously they're they're kind of close in age. They're kind of kind of close in age. And they're two different filmmakers, and that's what's so great about it, because Ridley Scott moves very quickly. Ridley Scott moves very quickly. Like he'll make he'll shit out three movies in a year. Martin Scorsese takes his time. And you could tell, you could tell the difference between that, you know, but that's just the way that they make films. So there you go. <laughs> Ridley Scott. Yee. But hey, what can you do? What can you do? And let's see. This was being passed around recently. Uh, this was being passed around over the weekend. And, you know, uh, I just wanted to talk about it because, you know, Harley Quinn got renewed for another season, the Harley Quinn show on, uh, on, on Max, which is great. And obviously the, uh, the core of the show is the fact that Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have developed this relationship, and now they're full-on in a relationship, which obviously has been a thing for a bit. You can see, you can see the, the origin of, of uh, how, were they Harley Ivy or Quinn Ivy, whatever the hell they call, uh, you know, the matching of the names. When you see them together, you when you see Batman the Animated Series, they already established there that there would be some kind of, ooh, you know, lesbian relationship or something like that. And then recently, I think it was, I forgot what variety, uh, it was like the, the women of, Women of the Year, Women in Power, I don't know what it was, but Dua Lipa and Margot Robbie sat next to each other and, of course, were on the red carpet together. So people, are, And then, of course, Dua Lipa has red hair, so everybody's like, oh, well, can we cast this? And I think everybody kind of went, everybody just silently nodded, like, yeah. James Gunn, what are you, James Gunn, Jimmy Guns, what are you doing? You have it right here. And a lot of people got really like, okay, and I agree. Because why not? You know, Dua Lipa is also an actress, too. She's going to be in the uh, Argyle movie with, with Henry Cavill, which she apparently had a good time with that. But I think we can all agree that, yes, let's have this happen. Why not? You know? All right. Anybody else hard? Okay. So, uh, and then we got to... <laughs> I'm on a good one right now. All right. And then we have this video right here from... Um, Zack Snyder that I wanted to like kind of go through right here because Zack Snyder talking about director's cuts. Zack Snyder talking about director's cuts. And I, I really can't show too much because it is an entertainment weekly. This is obviously talking about Rebel Moon. And I can't really probably show too much when it comes to all this, when it comes to um, Zack. But I mean, obviously he did talk about director's cuts and the fact that we're going to get an R-rated director's cut. The Snyder cut of Rebel Moon and it, Netflix was smart to just already build. It, it was already built in. It was already built in the fact that he was going to get his Snyder cut that was going to be R-rated. But this is some of the things that he had to say right here. I'd written the script, of course, in a vacuum, just as I would, you know, with my normal sort of aesthetic. Is a very hard R, very like sexually yes. violent, sexually crazy, violent. You gotta love that. At eleven, sort of believing in my in my mind that when I came to actual the production, I would just be able to kind of collapse it onto like a more sort of broader audience adventure. And I think what happened with in my conversation with Netflix, they were always like, would there be any way to like go back to your original sort of subversive R-rated version? I was like, yeah, that'd be great. And they go, then we could have like. You know, you could do your thing, and we could have that as a separate piece of, of you know, content. It was my own so fantastic. It was kind of a DVD back in the day. So he I talked about this, of course, when it came to DVD sales of Ultimate Edition, of BVS. 
I'd kind of be done with the theatrical division, you know, who wanted the movie made, and I would just talk to DVD about like, hey, if you guys give me a little extra money, I can get you a weird, a weirdo version. Of a the weirdo movie version. That I love that. Again. That's and that's what it should be called, the weirdo version of Rebel Moon. Why not? Started to get to know me and get to know that that, you know, that director's cut. There was always something in it that would, that they weren't going to get from the theatrical version. Exactly. So. Basically just talking about that and said, look, I'm super proud of the PG-13 version. Ah, get out of here. Um, version of the movie. I I really am. I think it's really fun and, and, it, and it's clean and cool. But again, just uh, the sort of weirdo darkness of the R-rated version. If that was sort of an uh, original thesis for what the movie could be, that that's what we did. That's what we made in the R-rated version. So it's almost like... I compare it to a comedian, an, uh, a dirty comedian, because if you think about it, like sometimes you have clean comedians, you have dirty comedians, you know, R-rated, full-on, that just drop F-bombs and everything. You have the, you have both of those kind of comedians, and sometimes the dirty comedian has to, if they go on Jimmy Fallon or Stephen Colbert or whatever the hell, they have to obviously clean it up. And sometimes they even talk about how when they go to corporate gigs, they have to do the same thing as well as like clean up the material. So I'm kind of I, I kind of compare what Zach does with his movies as he's a he's a dirty comedian. But then he, he when it comes to Rebel Moon, what he's doing right here, he's like, he's got to clean it up a little bit. He's got to clean it up for the masses. But then, of course, He's going to also release the version where it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the F-bombs. We're going to have the sex. We're going to have the graphic violence. And that's what's great. I mean, obviously, I'm very much I'm looking forward to both versions. I mean, obviously, I would want to just see the R-rated version right away. But I'm cool with seeing both because it is kind of cool to compare both, which I think is cool. You know, so I just thought that was uh, cool that he, like, when, it, when it came to um, when it came to Entertainment Weekly. When it came to Entertainment Weekly and ex explaining all that, I thought that was just really, I, was, I just thought that was pretty sweet. So and we all love Zach here, right? We all love that guy. All right. Oh, Superman Legacy. Well, all right. Oh, man, I drooled. I did drool a little bit. Hey, when I talk about that guy from... Krypton in the blue and red tights. My mouth waters. <laughs> Ugh, no. Anyways, okay. Superman Legacy. So, obviously we're going to talk about the casting news that just happened. Obviously we had some casting news that happened last week. We did talk about it on the Vox stream. The engineer, when it came to Maria Gabriela, Gab Gabriela de Faria. She's going to be that. Of course, not going to be a big role. And everything, but then it came over the weekend that some scoopers out there were like, "Okay, okay, okay." So here's what I'm hearing about when it comes to the Superman Legacy story. Scoop came out, and everybody's like, "Oh man!" And the biggest thing, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that came that when it came to a story point that we've been hearing for a bit is some kind of conflict that happens in the Middle East. And naturally, with the way things are going right now in the Middle East currently, probably not a good idea. Probably not. Now, granted. Superman Legacy is not coming out till 2025. We still got two years, but probably would not be smart to have some kind of conflict and heroes, superheroes, and well, not so much the superhero because the story point was that the authority was also going to be involved. 
probably not a good idea for Superman to be involved in some kind of Middle Eastern conflict. Okay? And let me see here. I find it. Oh, something else came out, too, that I'm going to talk about, too. That just recently came out. That's part of the reason why I was a little late today. But, yes. This is from Viewer Anon, which, of course, you got to take big time with a grain of salt. But this is what was actually said over the weekend. Superman's early in his career and isn't widely known. His big public reveal happens in the Middle East, where terrorists have gotten a hold of Kryptonian tech. Middle East. Probably shouldn't touch that right now. Waller and Sam Lane send in the authority to investigate. They believe Superman is responsible. Superman learned of the tech in the Fortress of Solitude and hopes it will be the missing puzzle piece to discover where he comes from. Anyway, the big bad is Brainiac. Finally, right? We've been all waiting for Brainiac to do it. It's like, God damn. It's like, finally, finally, this is going to happen. Yay. I mean, Jesus. How long has it has it taken for Brainiac to finally be a cinematic villain right here? Obviously, he's been shown in like TV shows and whatever. But apparently, according to this, yes, Brainiac is in fact going to be, which kind of obvious, not really a scoop because I think we're, and I think James Gunn is like, yeah, we got to finally get Brainiac in there. Snyder teased it. Um, and then apparently when it came to a sequel to Superman Returns, that was also going to be the plan as well. Superman flyby, talking about it, who knows. Anyways, but then it goes right here. It says, like, as said in the first post, I trust the source, but it's all a game of telephone with info passed ear to ear. And we'll see how much of this, you know, pans out. Sounds solid to me, this person says. That was the scoop right there. That was the scoop right there. But when it comes to the Middle East, the Middle East thing... Oops, hold on. Ah, damn it. Hold on. I, my little thing got messed up here. That sounded funny. I know it did. Uh, my little thing got messed up here. <laughs> Anyways, okay. But when it comes to the Middle East, conflict, rumor, story point, we finally got an answer from Mr. Jimmy Guns. It isn't true. So there you go. We don't have to think about that anymore. No more. Somebody asked, please tell us the terrorist threat in the Middle East storyline rumor isn't true. Now, was it once true? Was it once true? And now with things that are happening currently, maybe Jimmy Gones was like, we should rewrite that part. Could, could be a possibility. Who knows? But it's not true. So we don't have to worry about it anymore. He responded, great. Great. And I'm glad that he did. It's like, Debunk that. Get rid of that. We don't have to worry about that anymore. No more Middle East conflict, please. Because a lot of people are like, this sounds like Black Adam. It sounds like, oh, ridiculous. Yeah. So no longer happening, apparently. Not going to be a, not going to be the case right there. So not going to be the case. How are you guys doing? Okay. All right. They'll move the uh, Middle East to South America or Egypt. Hey, move it to Russia. Who knows? Yeah, no, it, it definitely been. It, it could have definitely been true. It, it could have been, but like I said, with recent recent events, it's like no, we gotta we gotta you know what's that Jonah Hill the Jonah Hill like gif that I've used many times like 
you know, you don't want to use that. You just definitely don't want to use that. All right, and then some other things when it comes to, uh, of course, Superman Legacy. We did talk about this on the Vodka stream. Pumping up. Pump, 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 pump it up. There's Mr. Corn Sweat right there. That was taken by his trainer. Obviously working out, getting in that Superman shape. And looking pretty good. I mean, yeah. It's only it's only a matter of time before he does, like, what, a shirtless pick or a tank top pick? Really show those guns. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. Dude's arms are pretty damn huge right there, and he's a big guy. He's definitely a big guy. 6'4". He's going to be one of the... I mean, I think Christopher Reeve was like 6'4 as well, so it's de- he's definitely a tall dude. So he's... Uh, yeah, he's definitely going to be a big Superman. Big... I mean, they've all been pretty big Superman. But, uh, yeah, so... But, uh, you know, naturally, like, when you see this, a lot of people are like, Oh, my God, he looks... I thought it was Cavill. Which is kind of funny because I don't think that when people were saying that it looks like Cavill, I don't think they were actually thinking it was Cavill. They just wanted to let it be known that it was Cavill. I mean, it's always one of those things. It's like, yeah, he looks similar to Cavill, but then it's like one of those things where it's like, no, they just look like Superman. (laughs) It's always like one of those things where it's like, uh, and I think Mr. Colbert, Stephen Colbert, he actually like, uh, he he did a little trolling that uh, when, when Corn Sweat got got cast because it is funny because it's like you guys see Cavill everybody else has seen Superman it's like it's like well there's a reason why he looks like Cavill because they both look like Superman all right but yeah they do have similar eyes I guess chin is definitely different but but yeah he's uh but yeah he's uh I think Cavill is 6'1 uh corn sweats six four gonna be interesting and like i said i've uh i'm just curious i'm more curious about his clark kent i don't know why i think it's just because he's like a big dork so i'm just kind of going like hey i mean cavill's a dork too just but it just seems like corn sweats a bigger dork and then we had this right here from james gunn posting um this shot of the office the dc studios office showing some covers and some art for superman and if you notice, every one of them has the trunks, guys. They all have the undies. They all have the red undies. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We're going to get the red undies back. Oh, boy. I hope not, but whatever. But that was posted, too, so a lot of people were kind of, like, taking cues from that. Like, what's going to be happening? Is he trying to tell us something? What's going on? He has uh, four more months to put on muscle. I mean, it seems like he's already put on a lot of muscle. But, yeah, he definitely has a lot more to put on. He's going to be putting on a lot more. He's going to be jacked. Obviously, you have to do that. You're Superman. But I'm just kind of wondering, too, like, you know, when it comes to that con- that that uh, that costume, when it comes to that costume, I'm just wondering what, what the material is going to look like. Is it going to be textured? Is it going to be very thin? Is there going to be some shine to it? I don't know if this is any indication of what's going to be happening when it comes to the costume. I mean, obviously, the biggest thing that people are wondering is if he's going to be wearing the undies. And I'm not a fan of the undies. I hope he doesn't go with the undies. Not a big fan of the undies. But if they make the undies work, fine. You know, Snyder, Zack Snyder wanted to make the undies work. There's a quote from him saying that they were really trying to make the underwear work or, you know, the, the red trunks work. And it didn't. For the most part, I guess, you know, the design that they chose just didn't work. So, and I like the fact that there's not the undies, but we'll see. But there was something, there was something that just came out too that I saw. And uh, I'm going to open up the link here. It was like a screen rant, uh, screen rant post actually from uh, Andy, 
who uh, is a frequent panel person on the Vodka stream, says James Gunn gives update on new Superman costume and teases when it might be revealed. So I'm just, oh, there it is right there. Okay. So he wrote it. Okay, cool. So here's the... Um, so basically what it says in this article or in this article right here, we have a screenshot. When will we get the Superman suit revealed? James Gunn says, definitely not until after we're filming. Oh, why, Jimmy Guns? Why? Oh, I was hoping we we're going to get it like in January, February. Ah, so we got to wait till like March or April. Oh man. I mean, I guess that's good. And the fact that he actually gave like a little bit of a time frame, I guess. Uh, okay, cool. But I was, I was hoping we we're going to get, the, maybe we'll get the, uh, the Superman legacy logo before that. We can, we could hope for that just to kind of see, start grasping some of how this is going to be. But man, I thought we were going to get the suit. I thought we were going to get the suit. I mean, it sounds to me like, if they're going to be filming Corn Sweat in the suit, it's all going to be on stage. It's all going to be in front of green screen. He's probably going to be doing a lot of the rig stuff and maybe doing that. Nothing's going to be outside because hopefully, hopefully, James Gunn has learned the fact that it's like, yeah. I mean, look at what David F. Sandberg did before. I mean, obviously, I, th I think like when it came to the new Shazam suit, it was already kind of revealed, but then he shot like a video to show the suit a little bit, tease the suit. And then he had Matt Reeves that just flat out just showed the camera test for the suit. You know, I remember that video when that came out. That was pretty magical. So I'm wondering how James Gunn's going to reveal the suit. You almost have to put some production into that. I mean, look what, like, again, going back to what Matt Reeves did. He put some production into that suit reveal. It wasn't just a picture. It wasn't just a behind-the-scenes picture. It was a full-on, like, production with the score, with Oh, Giacchino's score. It had the score. Dun, 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 dun. It was perfect. That was a that was the best way to reveal a suit. So James Gunn, please do something like that. Reveal the suit, not just with a still shot. Do a full-on video, please. Might as well do that. I mean, but who knows? Maybe they'll just do a, a still shot. I mean, I still remember seeing the Man of Steel, you know, the Cavill one, when it was like in front of that that safe. And he was just like in front of it. It was a pretty, it was a beautiful shot, absolutely beautiful shot. And I remember just going, "Oh my God, look at that suit!" So, but I'm wondering if he's gonna do like some kind of video or something like that, some kind of video when it's over that. Oh yeah, of course, Droga thinks uh, Giacchino's uh, Giacchino is overrated. That's fine. Well, you didn't like the Batman. You thought it was like boring and horrible. So. No, no shock that you thought that. Ryan, the rumor she started months ago. What? They do stir up BS. Okay, so you guys talk about that. Let's see. Instead of Snyder, went with the uh, the yellow lines. Yeah, and I like that. I like that. I did like that. What's going on tomorrow? <laughs> How you doing? The Joker one, too. The Joker. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Joker was also a... Yeah, Todd Phillips also did a screen test, too, and I think we heard a little bit of stuff right there. <clears throat> and Drogas, I don't think he's trolling. He just doesn't like any of the, the new stuff. Let's see, yeah, he's four more pounds. I'm just looking at some of the chat right here. 
Plush said whatever. I don't know why you said whatever. People are going to rip that apart. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I I already know the I already know like at least when it comes to people that I talk to or mutuals with, I already know like when the suit gets revealed, they're gonna hate it. I mean, you just know, you see the bias out there. Just like it was back in 2015 when people were biased against Snyder you know you got the same thing that's happening right now I mean I see it right now I mean especially since now you know going into the big news that happened today because obviously like I said we got the engineer we got part of uh of that crew that's going to be uh part of this and not going to be probably a huge part of this of this movie but of course we officially have our Lex Luthor here hold on a sec which hey, good for this guy, good for, good for Mr. Nicholas Holt, because obviously yes, Mr. Nicholas Holt is uh, now officially, after trying out for the Batman and trying out for Superman, Mr. Nicholas Holt, which uh, you know, discussing film, you could have chose a better, <laughs> you could have chose a better image, but hey, whatever. Yeah, uh, this is a, you know, obviously got a lot of hair going on right here, but yes, Mr. Nicholas Holt, which of course was rumored back. I mean, there was the the short list was. I remember it was it was funny because when it came to Nicholas Holt, he was going for Superman. After going for the Batman, didn't get the Batman, and then was going for Superman. And then, of course, there was, like, the rumor out there, this was, like, during the summer, at the beginning of summer, that he was actually going to be also maybe cast, or if he didn't get Superman, he was going to get cast for Lex Luthor. And it was like, okay, is this guy going to get a role? What's going to be happening with this guy? And sure enough, yes, apparently this has happened, and now we have our Lex Luthor. Now, how big of a role is he going to have? In Superman Legacy, I don't think it's gonna be that big of a role. I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna be more in the. I don't know. It's gonna be interesting because I remember what James Gunn said on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, basically saying that you know he wasn't really a fan of having Lex Luthor being like the main baddie because. And I and I totally agree. I'm like, don't make Lex Luthor the main baddie. He doesn't need to be the main baddie. Have some, I mean, you have all these other characters, and again, we haven't seen Brainiac, so make Brainiac or something the big baddie. And, and then according to that scoop, which I hope it's true, is that Brainiac is actually behind the scenes manipulating and whatnot, which, of course, was a thing. Remember when like uh, when we heard that um, that uh, Ebert Thorne was, Thon was uh Mr. Thumb, reverse flash, you know, whatever. He was, like, trying to, like, he was manipulating things behind the scene when it came to uh, Snyder's universe. There was that whole rumor. It's like, there's nothing wrong with, like, having a character and that's a villain, like, manipulating things behind the scenes. And apparently that's what's happening with Brainiac. How do I feel about it? Well, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I like Nicholas Holt. But, like, you know, but it's obviously the internet will internet, and naturally... People, I mean, I ran a poll, like, who's your favorite Lex Luthor? And, you know, there's people that do not, that shit on Jesse Eisenberg. I like Jesse Eisenberg. I didn't like him at first. I thought, what? I remember that. I remember when that was, when he was cast as Lex Luthor, when that was released, I think that was January. It was January of 2015? I don't know, 15 or 16? I think it was 15. Yeah, yeah, 2015 January, and it was the same. They released that, and they also released that Gal Gadot was cast as Wonder Woman. I think it was like a double release 
that they said that. And I was like, cool. I was like, I was like, Gal Gadot. All right. I think that works. But I was not. I went, why Jesse Eisenberg? Of course, when I saw it and I saw a different take of Lex Luthor, a different take, you know, not the Kevin Spacey, not the Gene Hackman, a different kind of take on Lex Luthor. I went, OK, I really like that. I really like that. And I do really like Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. And then, of course, you're going to get people that just absolutely hate Jesse Eisenberg. But then, of course, now we have people that I, I've seen the the, the 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 takes when it comes to Nicholas Holt saying he's not a good actor. He doesn't stand out. He doesn't do all this. And I'm just kind of going like, I've seen him in things and I thought he was great. I, the, I, I think the most recent thing I saw him in was uh, uh, what was the vampire movie with Nicholas Cage? Uh, yeah, I can't. Something Feld. Ah, I'm totally drawing a blank. You guys know sometimes when I try to think of a name, I just. My brain just goes wacky. And then, of course, I saw him in The Menu, which was a good movie as well. He was in that. And then, of course, he played Beast in uh, in uh, Renfeld. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. I was like, Revan? I knew it started with a, an R. I knew it started with an R, but yeah. <laughs> Stephanie T, she's still mad. See, that's the thing. Some people are going to have different takes, different, different things, and it's just... But I'm just kind of like, when I see people go back and forth about like, who's your favorite? Nut ma. It's always the nut my Lex Luthor. Nut my. It's like, you know, like what you like. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. But if people are excited about the new stuff, you don't have to like jump down their throats. You don't have to like say like, no, it's this. And my, my, my opinion's better than yours. It's not all like that. But then I just like, I see people, people that I like friends with and they're like, doing this and i'm like come on guys fictional characters fictional characters i'm like i think nicholas holt is a decent actor and before we start judging whether he's going to be a good lex let's wait until the movie comes out maybe you know how many times that there's been somebody cast as i mean like i was just saying when it came to jesse eisenberg i went what jesse eisenberg's lex luthor in bbs like what I was totally going, that does that 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 doesn't sound too good. I I was not same thing when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman. I went, really? Ben? Huh? But then I started warming up to it, and then when I saw the performance, I went, Alright. You, you you sold me. You're my favorite. I love you. <laughs> you know? It was just like and it sucks that we can't see more of what Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Uther was gonna be a part of, what where that was going to go. And we're going to see, like, maybe the exosuit or something like that. I don't know. But I think Nicholas Holt will be a good Lex Luthor. I'm just like, you know, I saw somebody actually post on Twitter. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Because, you know, he was trying to be, he, he kept on trying to go for the hero role. And now he's, a, he's Lex Luthor. He's the villain. I think it'll be, I think it'll be all right. I really think it'll be all right. I think we'll be good. So don't worry, guys. Nothing wrong with Nicholas Holt, I think. But if you don't like him, you don't like him. I get it. I thought he was good as Beast in the X-Men universe. So, but yeah. Is that it? Is that all? Let me double check and make sure that was everything I wanted to go over when it came to the main. Oh, yeah. When it came to the main topic. Now, that's for the next one. What am I thinking? Okay. I think we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good, yeah. Okay. Rebel Moon, baby. Yes, here we go. Here we go. How's Rebel Moon? Well, 
Have you guys seen the video of somebody who's actually seen Rebel Moon who might be starring in Rebel Moon? Huh? Did you guys see that? Certain someone? Certain someone that goes by the name of Ray Fisher? Oh, you gotta love this right here. Look at how excited... I... Ray is the ultimate hype man. Like I said, he's the ultimate hype man. And I love it. And I love his excitement. And when he does these videos, just, just listen to the man right here. Let me tell you about a little movie I just saw. <laughs> you guys won't even believe it. Like, oh my God. I just watched Rebel Moon here in New York City. New York City? Holy that's right <laughs> wow um, all that to say I am coming back to watch it again on Monday which he did he tweeted it out today at every stop of the press tour I I do not know how this, this guy Zack Snyder does the things he does and I don't know how his team accomplishes the thing they accomplish but Holy <laughs> <she>. Yes! <laughs> it's only the beginning, baby. Only, literally, the beginning. This is not even the tip of the iceberg. This is the, like, the, 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 the little crystal sitting on top of the snow on the iceberg. I can't even... <sighs> Got me looking crazy out here on the streets. Got me looking crazy. Nothing wrong with that, Ray. Skipping down the street and stuff. Yes! Oh, and then that's where it ends right there. But yes! Ah! <laughs> ultimate hype man and the fact that he's going to be able to be go on the press tour and everything like that ray come on the box stream ah hopefully maybe may i don't know i'll try i'll try my best guys but yeah that's just ray right there just like uh just losing his mind when it comes to seeing rebel moon and then of course he did he did tweet today uh that he also saw it again and he tweeted it out it was actually just before it we went live but uh, yeah, he showed it right here. Says, uh, just watch Rebel Moon Part 1, A Child of Fire, for the second time. I want Part 2, the extended versions immediately. Pro tip, watch it on the biggest screen you can find. Sadly, we only have four locations. I got my tickets, and I know, I feel bad. I'm like, I, that's, that's why like when it came to like the recent campaign, everybody was like, Snyder Cut, you know, obviously Justice League in theaters because it was november 17th it was like a whole campaign that people put on but i'm like hey can we get rebel moon in theaters first can you guys put aside the whole you know zack snyder's justice league and snyder cut stuff just aside and can we focus if you're truly a zack snyder fan can you focus on his new movie his new original movie right now that's not owned by another company can we focus on getting that in more theaters before we try to get justice league zack snyder's justice league in theaters can we can we can we focus on this first i'm just saying i'm just saying but again there are zack snyder fans there are dc fans and then there are zack snyder dc fans these guys yeah i've 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 had exchanges with these people some of them are not that hyped for Rebel Moon. They just like the DC stuff, which is sad. So don't call yourself a Snyder fan, please. All right. And then, of course, uh, let's see. Uh, Zach right here. Zach. 
Posted some new uh, character posters, outside The Outsider and The Guardian right there. So, woo, Cora. There, of course, Mr. Uh, Miss uh, Sophia Botella. And then, of course, we got Jimmy. I love the fact that these two are first. So we got Jimmy right here with his antlers and his cape fighting some stuff. Anthony Hopkins. Cool stuff. Love it. And then, of course, we got the General and the Warrior. We got Mr. Uh, Jaman Hansu as General Titus. Looks pretty sweet. Look at the armor. Look at that beautiful bald head of his. Love his voice. I love that dude's voice. And then we got, of course, Duna Bay as uh, Nemesis right here. Of course, she's got her ver the version Zack Snyder's version of uh, lightsabers, wearing um, almost like a Kung Lao hat, right? And then we got the opportunist and the farmer. So naturally, the opportunist being Charlie Hunnam, will it be? Charlie Hunnam, will it be as Kai? Gotta love that. And then, of course, we got Gunner, Michael Hoosman. Like it. Got the backgrounds look pretty cool. And then we got the Daredevil and the Soldier. That's right. We got Turak right here. Staznar. And, of course, you know, he's the one with the uh, the magni magnificent abs that everybody wants. But, uh, of course, he uh, tames that uh, flying creature over there. We saw that in the trailer, which is cool. And then, of course, we have E. Duffy as uh, Malias right here. Looking like a badass. Looking like someone straight out of Mad Max. Right? And then we got... Oh, we got the Blood Axe. We got the House of Blood Axe right here. There's Mr. Ray Fisher. Darian Blood Axe. Beautiful. And then, of course, we got the sister, Devra Blood Axe, played by Cleopatra Coleman. Gotta love that. And then, of course, we had the big baddie, the M. Bison-looking motherfucker, Mr. Uh, Ed Screen as Noble. Oof. Good posters. Good-looking freaking posters. Oh, so much Rebel Moon goodness right here. You just got to love it. You just got to love it. So um, I don't think there was anything else. I think there were some covers, too. Hold on. There were some actual covers. Let me go back to I thought I, that that were actually posted as well, I believe. I think there were some covers. Was there some other covers? I don't know. There were some other, there's so many things that came out. Now, man, let's see. I know there were so many things that came out, but... Those posters were absolutely a thing of beautiful. Blood Axe, baby. That's what I'm talking about. The Zack Attack. Zack Attack. I'm not crying, but those people are doing the same thing to Naya that they did to Zack if folks did. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about some of that, too. We'll talk about some of that because, oof. Eh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, thought, I remember seeing some more cover stuff, but I think it was just, like, more covers for, like, the books and whatnot. And I forgot to pull that up, but, you know, there's been a lot of Rebel Moon stuff. I mean, obviously, when it came to Entertainment Weekly, Entertainment Weekly also did something right here where they showed, like, these live covers right here of the posters, which is pretty cool. Zack Snyder is embarking on an epic journey that begins with new space opera Rebel Moon. Go behind the scenes of the two-part sci-fi film that will launch an entire galaxy of stories in our latest cover story. Ba -ba -ba! Look at that. House of Blood Axe. Badasses. Yeah. So they did that right there, which was pretty damn sweet. So a little 30-second covers right there. That also happened over the weekend. Just so much good Rebel Moon. And we're just going to get more. We're just going to get more Rebel Moon stuff. There was the Complex Con that happened in Long Beach. 
people were going to see that people were taking video there was variety and all the other publications were posting about it too it's just all so you know we're a month away guys we're less than a month away before we see well obviously when it comes to netflix but hopefully again i just beg like can we can we have more rebel moon screens so then people i mean I, I'm I'm lucky enough to live in LA where I can I got my tickets and I'm going to see it on the 16th of December. But hopefully with a good word of mouth and the fact that maybe these shows like got sold out pretty, you know, the seats filled that we can get more more of a wide release so then more people can see it on the big screen. So that's why I'm saying like, hey, can you can we can we relax the Snyder cut in theaters or Zack Snyder's Justice League in theaters? Can we relax that for a little bit and just really push, maybe make some trends when it comes to Rebel Moon in theaters, Rebel Moon worldwide? I don't know. Can we do that? Okay, let's relax on the DC stuff. Let's put that. Let's put a pin in that and push Rebel Moon, please. You try to tell that to some of these guys, though, they don't fucking care. Because, again, they're not Snyder fans. They're not DC fans. They are DC Snyder fans. That's it. They're just, like, in that. It's like, they're just that. You know? They hate everything else DC. They don't really care about... They don't care about Rebel Moon that much. You know? It's like, it's all about this. It's all about selling it to Netflix. Which, again, I don't know how they still think that that could possibly happen. Logic people try to, you know, anyways, but eh, who knows? Box office, oh boy, box freaking office. Yikes, very much yikes when it comes to uh, the marvels in the box office because, whoo, a pretty significant drop. That happened. Um, very significant drop, especially since, you know, it, it didn't make that much, you know, made about 46 point something, almost 47 million, and it was first place. And then it's now in fourth place. <laughs> it, second weekend, fourth place. Yikes. Oh boy. And I mean, it is, it is not good. It is not good when it comes to, when it comes to the box office and the the drop, because we were all kind of suspecting like, oh yeah, this drop is probably going to be pretty bad. And sure enough, it was pretty bad because 78.1% drop. Ooh, ouch. That is not good. That is not good. I mean, obviously we had three movies that came out over the weekend. So uh, yeah, it makes sense, but that it would, but it, it, it made less than Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, you know, an Eli Roth horror movie that was first teased in a grindhouse fake trailer. Yeah, I, I, I did not think that Thanksgiving was going to beat out the Marvels in its second week, but there it is right there, a 78.1% drop. It now since sits currently at 64.9 million domestic, 96.5 international, and of course 161.5 worldwide. Uh, I mind you that this movie cost about 250 to 270 million. So yeah, it's definitely losing money, definitely losing a lot, and it's just like, oh boy, that's just no great. That's not. That's just not good. That's just not good. 
And that's why we haven't heard anything about a future one. I mean, naturally, Brie Larson. It was kind of funny because before the writer's strike, there was like, I remember there was like quotes from her saying like, who knows? I don't know. It was like one of those things. It was kind of weird. But of course, now she's like, oh, yeah, there's work that's not done. But then you got um, you got uh, Aman Vellani, who has, of course, been out there trying to promote the a- a- absolute shit out of the movie, which is great. I-, I-, I totally love that. I totally love that she, especially her, because she is a fresh face when it comes to all this. And to be honest, when it comes to that movie, when it comes to new stuff to Marvel, she is so damn likable. She's adorable. She just has this likability and she, I, I don't know, like Miss Marvel. I really enjoyed. Yeah. It kind of fell flat towards the end, but that's t- typically what happens when it comes to Marvel studio stuff. But when it came to the Marvels, she of course was a shining light of that movie. But sad fact of the matter is in some of these interviews, she was actually talking about st- a lot of things that got cut from the movie. They got cut from the movie. And how many times do I have to say it that even though Naya DaCosta was like, this is the movie I wanted to make. I wanted it to be under two hours. Bullshit. Bullshit. She, of course, is just doing what the company wants her to, you know, saying what the company wants her to say. But then, of course, we have THR that that put like a little hit piece on her because when it came to the cast and crew the screening for the Marvels, she apparently had to like, she had to like leave or something and it was her birthday but thr you know we gotta love it when these publications like throw that out there and try to throw her under the bus because naturally they're like oh yeah we let's create some controversy but it was really ridiculous saw that article today read through it real quickly and then i saw people responding to it and i was like yeah i mean it was like it wasn't her fault this seemed like an unnecessary article and it was like jesus christ thr what are you doing but it's fucking thr what can you say? But yes, uh, my mom was talking about like uh, the fact that there was there was scenes that were cut, things that were cut out, even like when they were trying to figure out Monica's name in the movie, trying to figure out her superhero name. There was stuff like that that got cut out. She was saying like multiple things cut out, and she also said, ah, "I don't worry about the box office because that's not what I worry about. I just want to promote it." Which I'm like, good. She doesn't have to worry about the box office. I mean, yeah, it sucks. She, who knows what's going to happen with her. And obviously they established the young Avengers in the movie. I don't know if that's something that they actually want to move forward with. To me, young Avengers sounds like it could be just a Disney plus series. I don't know if that's actually going to be a movie, but then at the same time, are they going to want to make it a series or are they going to want to attempt to make money at the box office? I don't know. It's all so weird now. Because Young Avengers sounds very much like a Disney Plus show. But with everything that's happening and the fact that these companies are just trying to find, you know, more money, I guess. I don't know, even though it seems like they're making a, a bunch. I just don't know. Like, how to, it just seems like they are. What they should do is have like a six episode lead up to a movie. That's what I don't get. It's like. If you have like these characters in like if you if you go okay we're going to have like we're going to have this story and we're going to establish it we're going to flesh it out and we're only going to have it like 5 6 episodes maybe even 4 and then the finale of this story could be like at the movies but then again general audience might not take to that I don't know it's like trying to find a solution to all that is very interesting I don't know. But she's out there 
She's wanting to hopefully make more. A lot of things. I was just like kind of scrolling through of like stuff that she was saying, you know. I remember there was some controversy because somebody posted like a picture of her that had cleavage and they were like, why does Marvel hate boobs? And I was like, good God. <laughs> There's some people out there that like to cause controversy because they were always saying like, man, they just cover, they cover boobs up. I don't know. It's like, well, I don't think Marvel's about boobs. It is kind of interesting though. You know, that's how people stir up controversy. And the sad thing, sad fact of the matter is when these people like stir up the controversy, which of course, naturally what happens what have I always said? There's always that side of the uh, YouTube sphere that, you know, they're going to make multiple videos and call it the Mishiyu and all that and all that stuff. But I mean, like when it when it comes to like some of the things that people were saying, like I remember there was like a big stink where people were going, oh, they made it into a girl brand. And I went, OK, um, to me, it's like I mean, I get it. it's like when it comes to superheroes, naturally, just the natural human i guess response when it comes to all that boys naturally are like are about the superhero stuff but of course there is female characters in there but I, but when you look at the demographics of uh the marvels of who showed up it was mainly dudes that showed up the women didn't and it, and i think it's just mainly it has to do with yeah the quality of course and it has to appeal and and i get it that they were like hey Come check us out, guys. We have, you know, three female leads, diverse, and we got a, a female director, female, you know, female, female, female. But sometimes I just think some people just don't want to get that. Like, if that's all you're selling is that it's female, 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 try to back it up with actually a good story and fleshed out characters and something that people will actually want to go to. And the Marvel sadly just wasn't that, at least for me and a lot of people just didn't feel like that. It's like I get it. You want to you want to appeal to a female demographic because mainly when it comes to superheroes, let's face it, the dudes are all you know mainly about it, and that's who showed up. That's who showed up when you when they broke it down. It was like sixty five percent or something. So and I mean, what are you gonna do? I think some people just don't want it like thrown in their face. Like you have to see this movie because you're a female and there's a bunch of females and everything's female and blah, blah, blah. So I think they just need to relax on that a little bit and just have things naturally drive people to it and just create good stories and not chop them up, up like crazy. Because again, according to Amon Vellani, she was talking about certain things that got trimmed down and cut out and she kept on, you know, she was doing good and being like the company person that she was, you know, paid to be. And so like, I'm sure it was for a good cause, but it's like deep down inside, you, you really wanted to see some of the scenes that got cut out. Right. Okay. When are we going to hear about, you know, Nida Costa is going to end up years later saying like, yeah, that wasn't my movie. Cause that's what happens. It happened with David Ayer. He at first was like, this is my cut. This is the cut that I, I made, this is the David Ayer cut, and now look where we're at right now. He has now said that wasn't his cut, one is a definitive cut, my cut was different, and all this kind of stuff. So it's going to happen, too, with Nida Costa. Watch. You watch. And we got Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom. Is anybody getting more excited about this? And, I, and I'm going to read that poll, too, like earlier when it came to the Lex Luthor. I'll, I'll do that right after I talk about this topic of Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. Um, are we excited for this? What's happening? 
Are we excited for Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom? I know there was uh, a new little TV spot that came out. Uh, let's see. Yeah. And it was, I haven't even watched it yet. It's only a, a minute and a half, but I have not actually watched this yet. But look at that. That's actually a really cool shot right there. Again, you're talking about James Wan. James Wan. This is where James Wan shines. The opening. The opening shot of this little spot right here. Beautiful shot. You got Arthur and his baby. He has his bike in the background. And it's looking through a fish tank. That's a beautiful fucking shot right there. Beautiful shot. Okay? So let's see this. Hi, baby boy. Talking to the fishies? You and me, son, are different. We're special. We're connected to the land and the sea. Connected. Look at that shot. That's a pretty cool shot, too. Creatures on our planet. Show you how awesome this world can be. Yeah, you and me. Oh, look at that. You even see the little whoop, whoop, whoop coming out of his head. Even if I have to make a deal with the devil to do it. Free me from my prison. Creepy. The key to this prison is the royal bloodline itself. He needs us. We're the end of the bloodline. No, we're not. Yeah! Yeah! Ouch. And then, of course, we saw that. Yeah. Of course, his dad's gonna fucking die, right? Maybe not. I like that shot as well. He'll destroy everything he holds dear. You want blood? Come here! Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Tickets on sale now. See, again, whoever's cutting these TV spots, these trailers, maybe not the first trailer so much. There's some things I was like, yeah, okay. But... Whoever's cutting these are actually selling the movie pretty well. I'm not going to lie. Like, some of this, I mean, this, is, this trailer's cut very well. It's pretty damn intense. Like, I like this shot right here. You got a bloody mouth Arthur looking up right there. It looks like um, uh, he looks like his brother's behind him right there. So it looks like Orm is behind him. I, I could tell by the head or something. But, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty cool shot right there. I just was like, ooh. Badass shot right there of Momoa and those fucking eyes and those eyebrows that he has. Hooey. Oof. So, again, whoever's cutting those damn things, it's like uh, looking pretty. I mean, it's not bad. Not bad at all. And then, of course, we got some posters. We got some posters that came out as well when it comes to Aquaman. Uh, let's see posters yeah and there's like a, quite a few that actually came out so first off we have we have these individual posters that just show the uh the text going right down the um the center of the whole thing not bad it's different not floating heads not like you know not the traditional character poster protect then it goes redeem and then avenge oh boy then we have this IMAX poster right here. Not too shabby. I like it. I think there was like a couple other posters as well. 
And we already saw that poster. Yeah, it was this one right here, Real 3D. This is a really cool poster, too. So we're doing good when it comes to posters. I'm not going to lie. And, I, and there was that IMAX poster as well. This one right here that I saw over the weekend. That's a pretty poster right there. That's beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. What the hell? Even the A is shaped like the, uh, the Aquaman A. So I know we all want to say like, you know, Warner Brothers is not spending any money on the marketing. I mean, it might not be as much as one would hope. But at least from what we've seen with TV spots and that last trailer and whatnot, not too bad. But is it going to actually make a difference? Who knows? And these posters are looking pretty damn good, too. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And it's just so crazy that we're getting all this and we're getting Rebel Moon stuff because they're basically coming out in the same in the, during the same time. And then there was also a rumor that we, there might be, you know, like how Aquaman was in Peacemaker. And, of course, we had the fish fuck joke, which was, you know, a lot of people didn't like it, thought it was in poor taste and whatnot. I didn't really give a shit. Um, I mean, I, I don't want Aquaman to fully be a joke. And it doesn't seem like when you see the footage, when you see these TV spots and trailers, it doesn't seem like it's going to be, there's going to be jokes naturally. But it seems like there's going to be a lot of serious moments in the movie as well, which... I'm really hoping for it, but apparently there's a rumor that there's, we might see, maybe the Arthur will, will refer to when he saw Pete, when he met up with Peacemaker, when he and Barry met up with Peacemaker. I remember there was like, people were kind of talking about that, that there might be a, a chance. Who knows? Like I said, it was just something that was like kind of out there. So who knows? Who knows? Oh, I know, Lane. God forbid. God forbid. That's just going to ruin it for you. <laughs> Fictional characters. Just cape shit, guys. Don't have to take it too seriously. You really don't. It's okay. Just have fun with it. Have fun with it. That's all. That's all. But anyways, all right. Before I get to the questions, am I choppy right now? Uh, is, is it a little choppy right now? Oh, man. Am I having like problems with the 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 outgoing feed? It might be a little choppy, huh? Or am I good? You guys, let me know. I don't know what's uh, causing it. Okay, I'm good. Okay, good. I think it's just mine. Might be on my end right here. But anyways, all right. Okay, so let's go ahead and look at the poll that I. Uh, let's go ahead and I think it's just because I was running that certain thing. But let's go ahead and look at the uh, the poll that I that I ran when it came to uh, who's your favorite. And, you know, I should have specified, of course, live action. I should have said live action because naturally people will choose the animated, uh, what's his name from uh, Superman, the animated series, which I totally get. He is probably the best Lex Luthor when it comes to just Lex Luthor stuff. But so first off, we have YouTube right here. And uh, look at that. Jesse Eisenberg wins 40%. Kevin Spacey, I had to put Kevin Spacey in there. Naturally, I know people were probably like not going to pick Kevin Spacey because of reasons. But, uh, you know, I'm just kind of going, don't think about what he did, what what has been accused, just just his portrayal of Kevin Spacey. And, of course, Michael Rosenbaum, 35%. Gene Hackman, 19%. And uh, let's see. 
Where was the Twitter one? I thought I just had it up right now. No, I don't. Damn it. Didn't I just have it up? Where's it at? Hold on. I have too much stuff. There we go. Duh. All right. So, and when it comes to Twitter, 47.4 to 36% right there. And this is, of course, 447 votes right here. So, and yeah. So, of course, Kevin Spacey last on this one again. So that's the results when it comes to the polls that I uh, put out there. So it looks like Jesse, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg, he's my favorite out of the four. I never got into Smallville. Um, Gene Hackman, also fantastic, and it was great. And then Kevin Spacey was essentially an updated version of Gene Hackman. So, But I liked, again, and this goes back to what I was saying when it came to Jesse Eisenberg being cast as... Lex Luthor, I was like, I didn't like it at first, but then I went, oh, this is pretty unique. This is different. I like this. So, But uh, you know what? Again, I hope that Nicholas Holt ends up being the best Lex Luthor. That's, I'm one of those kind of crazy fucks. Can you believe it? Yeah, that's right. I'm one of those crazy fucks that hopes that Superman Legacy could end up being the best Superman movie ever. Will it be? Most likely not. There's a lot riding on it. And I have a certain, you know, obviously I have my taste, but I always root for it to be. Just like I root for Matt Reeves' The Batman to be the best Batman movie ever. And Robert Pattinson being the best Batman ever. By the way, Robert Pattinson, congratulations. Apparently he's expecting a child now. That's right. Little Damien coming in. But I always I always want the next version to be the best version. As much as, as, much as I love Zack Snyder, I'm sure he feels the same way. Yeah, make a better version. I'm always one of those crazy people. All right. But, you know, usually it doesn't happen. And, I, you know, odds are Superman Legacy is not going to be the best. And Corn Sweat's not going to be the best Superman. And Nicholas Holt's not going to be the best, best Lex Luthor. But, hey, you never know. We'll see what happens when it comes out. All right, Phil, how well do you think Aquaman's ticket sales are going to be? I don't think it's going to be that well, to be honest. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as I don't think it's going to like be a complete bomb. But, you know, odds are it's still going to be pretty bombish. Eric. So, Dave, everyone talking about Superman actors looking alike made me think on the Bruce Wayne casting for Brave and the Bold. Needless to say, strong jawline is a must. Has to convince uh, has to convince as a charming playboy and a tough crime fighter. Plus, old enough to be a father. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he could still be in his early 30s and be old enough to be uh, Damien's father, I feel. But I think he'll probably, you know, be about mid-30s to early 40s, maybe. Jake, what role has Nicholas Holt played that makes you excited to see him as Lex Luthor? Well, like I said, Beast, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to think of more roles that he was in. I mean, Renfeld wasn't exact. I mean, that that he, he definitely wasn't a Lex Luthor role. The menu was interesting. Uh, I think the fact that I'm I'm trying to remember some. I'm pulling up his IMDb because I'm trying to remember, trying to remember um, more more movies. Obviously, you got Mad Max Fury Road. That doesn't give me Lex Luthor vibes, even though he's bald. We've seen him bald. Warm Bodies was the first movie that I saw him in. Warm Bodies was an, a great movie. It came out 10 years ago. Warm Bodies, it was a di- very different take. It was like a love story, very different take on the zombie genre. 
let's see. The favorite. Yeah, it's good in that. He was in... No. Yeah, that's right. I was like, well, he was in Deadpool 2, but I forgot about that shot. I forgot about that shot where they showed all those guys. Yeah. Killing your friends. Jack and the Giant Spider. But yeah, Warm Bodies was the first one. I don't know. I just don't... I just want... Maybe I'm just... There's nothing that really stands out for me when it comes to Lex Luthor. But I think... He'll be okay, to be honest. I mean, like I said, the last two movies I've seen him in was Renfield and The Menu. But I think, you know, again, how many times have we seen these people get cast and then we finally see them and they blow it out of the water? I mean, that's what I'm just kind of looking for right there. It's like, hey, just just do that. Fury Road. I think he's a pretty good... I think he's a good actor. I think he's a good actor and I think he might... Do the role justice. All right. Crumb, crumb, call. I love the fact that, I love the fact, I love the fact gun casting everyone that looks the exactly like the character. He has won me over with this. Yeah. I mean, Nicholas Holt looks good bald. He looks like a good Lex Luthor, to be honest. He fits the look. We've seen what he looks like bald. It's, it's literally right below me. That's what he looks like. That's what he looks like bald. Of course, he has some stubble, which maybe he'll have some stubble. Who knows? But I think uh, I think he has definitely the look for look, the bald look. He has a good he has a good bald head. You have to have a good bald head. Mr. Devon Hooter, Wooter, sorry. Um, hey Dave, I just watched Scott Pilgrim takes off on Netflix. It's really really good. You should watch it. Yes, I definitely want to watch it. I can't believe Brie Larson was in the show based on the movie. That's crazy, and I'm happy for Nicholas Holt for Lex Luthor. He was supposed to be Batman or Superman. Yeah, he auditioned. Yeah, I have to catch up. And thankfully, since we have a short week this week because of the holiday. I'm hopefully going to catch up on a lot of things. Like, I got to finish Gen V. I want to start Invincible. And I want to watch Scott Pilgrim as well because I love the movie so much. Darkness Under the Wind. Dave, question number one. With Hulk playing Lex in the DCU and also confirmed to be in Superman Legacy, is it safe to say he is the main villain? No! Question number two. With Kang rumored to be taken off the big bad spot in this second saga before Kang Dynasty and Doom taking the spot, should they... Wait to do that once Kang is defeated and Kang Dynasty making Doom the the villain in Secret Wars. Yeah, I think that's what they should do. Take your time. I don't think they should step away fully from Kang, to be honest. I know like there was like a rumor. I saw a, uh, a tweet today from some Marvel Twitter that basically said there was a clause in Jonathan Major's contract when he signed on to play Kang that nobody else could play Kang or the variants. So that's one of the reasons why that they thought about just like canceling Kang altogether because they can't recast him, which sounds ridiculous. And I'm not sure if that's true. Again, it was just something random. Didn't really look into it. I just saw something. It was like a, from a Marvel site, saw people commenting on it. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave, for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon, how many characters have heated blades and does any have more than the red color. I'm sure there's probably going to be different colors, maybe, but I don't know how many people are going to actually have. I guess we'll see, and I'm kind of wondering if, you know, Cora is going to get something like that. Brendan uh, Via. Jeez, James Gunn has nailed these castings. So there you go. People excited. People excited for the castings, and yeah. 
you know, it is exciting. You know, now we need a, I, I, I actually thought that Jimmy Olsen was going to be the next one. Lex Luthor. Here we go. And then hopefully for sure, Brainiac is going to be involved. And then I'm kind of, it, it, that's going to be insane. And I'm wondering who's going to play that. I know I'm, and I, anytime when it came to Brainiac, I was always a fan of uh, when, when people were talking about Benedict Cumberbatch playing Brainiac because he has that voice. He just has that voice. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if Cumberbatch is going to be able to do that, you know, being Doctor Strange still. And there could be more Doctor Strange. So most likely not going to happen. But you just want somebody with like a strong voice. I don't even care if it's like an unknown actor, but somebody with a strong voice to play Brainiac. Yeah, and then, of course, I'm sure there'll be visual effects involved, but maybe some prosthetics. I don't know. But make him scary. Make him scary, Jimmy Guns. Make him scary. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up right now. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Appreciate it. Wednesday, of course, we'll have another stream, but it's a members-only stream. So if you want to be part of it, become a member. Um, the link should be provided down below or hit the member the member button. There should be a join button right there. Do that. You know, it just supports the channel, and uh, it's a little bit more of an intimate, intimate kind of stream. So I'll see you guys on Wednesday, which, of course, is right before the holiday. And hopefully you guys have a good Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a vodka stream on Friday. I think so. Um, trying to think of like the plans and everything that's happening this weekend, but I think for sure we'll still be having a, uh, a vodka stream on Friday. So it'll be like a Thanksgiving version. We'll, we'll serve some turkey and we'll take some shots of gravy. Yum, right? Anyways, guys, uh, yeah, so do all that. Subscribe, share the stream, follow me on all the sock mids. You guys are awesome, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Mm -hmm.